Good morning. Thank you very much for coming early morning for our session. My name is Hannibal. I'm a principal solution architect based out of New York. Uh, my name is Ken. I'm also a principal solution architect uh, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Both Hannibal and I are in our global financial services group, and this is part of the uh, financial services track. Um, if, if you know anything about Amazon, and odds are you do because you've taken the time and spent the money to come out here and spend the week with us, uh, you, you know we have these 14 leadership principles, right? And you might say, well, boy, that's a lot of uh, principles. Uh, but we think to continue to innovate and meet the demands of our customers, we have to be good at multiple things. We don't get to choose whether we obsess over our customers or whether we deliver results for our shareholders. We don't get to choose whether we think big, and there'll be a lot of announcements this week, they're a result of uh, our fellow Amazonians thinking big, dreaming big, daring to color outside the lines, uh, but we also have to invent and simplify, right? And we find our financial services customers deal with similar tensions, uh, especially when it comes to caring for customers. So uh, the point of our talk today uh, is to talk about one of those main tensions, the tensions uh, on the one side of increasing regulatory pressure, demonstrating to regulators around the world that your customers are well informed about the products that they are purchasing, that they understand all the terms and conditions, and that you can prove uh, that you met that burden to regulators. Uh, that when you're giving them advice, that that advice is in their best interest, and again, that you can prove that. And, and the pressure seems to be increasing, not decreasing the, the amount of detail. On the other hand, the customers themselves uh, have increasing expectations, right? We live in an era where uh, they expect self-service 24-7, 365 in any channel from any device. Uh, and that uh, is, is quite a challenge. So our assertion today uh, is that you can do both of those things through the power of the AWS platform, uh, the automation it provides, particularly machine learning services, which we'll talk a lot about today. And odds are you can do it uh, at a lower cost than you're doing today. So we'll spend the rest of the time defending those assertions and hopefully giving you a vision through some demos that we've built on how you might do that. Uh, so first, uh, I've asserted uh, this increasing regulatory pressure. So if you are a securities dealer in the US or the UK or the EU, uh, you're subject to explicit regulations to record those interactions, again, to be able to prove to regulators that uh, you've, you've given proper information, you've given unbiased advice. Again, here in the US, uh, if, if you're a broker-dealer, you're subject to SEC 17A4 and FINRA 3010 and others uh, like it. And you'll see there in what I've highlighted that it's not only enough to be able to retain the records and easily uh, access them, as the SEC puts it, but you have to have a regular uh, process for reviewing compliance. Um, if uh, in the EU, if you're subject to uh, uh, the upcoming MIFID II requirements, uh, the ESMA uh, says you know, this, uh, this requirement uh, extends to all sorts of records and explicitly calls out te uh, telecommunications. And it's not just broker-dealers, um, Dodd-Frank here in the US, uh, CFTC, um, and even some more basic corporate requirements like Sarbanes and GLDA uh, require that records be preserved. Um, if that, that weren't uh, hard enough, um, there are now limits. Uh, we've all just come through quite a bit of work uh, to ensure GDPR compliance if we do business in the EU. Uh, and one uh, privacy expert, uh, GDPR expert, says that our standard disclosure, you know, when you're on a call, uh, that this call may be recorded, that may be enough 
may not be enough for, to count as consent from the customer. And when the customer does indicate that I would like my uh, records removed, uh, that extends to call recordings. Um, if you're in the payments card industry, uh, the, the PCI DSS 3.2, which came out earlier this year, uh, went from saying, hey, you have to encrypt the private material to uh, not store uh, that sensitive information. So it's even more complex. Uh, but there are also the customers. Um, and data shows what common sense uh, and experience have probably already talked to you if you work in the customer service uh, business, especially in financial services. Uh, TTI Global is a market research firm based in the UK, and their most recent uh, customer satisfaction benchmark report uh, in the financial services industry uh, showed that 25% of customers would switch banks just because they've been kept on hold. Right? Again, that expectation is uh, instantaneous. So they've had some problem, they haven't been able to resolve through automated channels, and they had to call. 25% uh, indicate they would switch just uh, for being on hold. And 32% if they get bounced around and have to answer the same questions. You see there on the right, uh, Deloitte, uh, in looking at what are customers expecting, uh, overwhelmingly the top two things customers want when they have an interaction with you and the contact center is that it be easy and that they get accurate and high quality information. But, but if, you, if you work in contact centers, uh, I'm not telling you anything you don't know uh, intuitively. Right? Well, for years, we've spent a lot of time and energy uh, looking at things like uh, first call resolution metrics, uh, spending lots of money on agent training. Um, but I would submit we're not making as fast progress uh, as we'd like. We're not keeping up with customer expectations. Uh, when someone uh, takes the time to make a call, they've, they've had some problem they couldn't resolve in other ways. Uh, and probably it's a more complex problem, they're more uh, frustrated. And I would submit that we're not making the progress we would like for at least uh, two reasons. Uh, the first is um, the, just the complexity of these systems. Um, you know, the, the state of the art for quality assurance, and again, as, as the, the joke goes, um, this call may be recorded for quality assurance purposes. So state of the art is humans uh, review a random sample of calls. So most calls don't get reviewed. So insights in there about uh, where the customer experience is breaking down just don't get uh, listened to. And, you know, uh, budgets are also shrinking. Even if you could find the talent in this labor market, which would be a challenge, you can't simply throw more humans to screen a higher percentage of the calls. But the second is the system themselves. You know, these customer service, uh, customer service systems tend to be built out of separate uh, uh, solutions that are integrated with a lot of bespoke code, right? So you've got your ACD system, your IVR system, call recording, analytics, workforce management, uh, all kind of tied together. So when you, when you do find an insight through that random sampling uh, and you want to deploy it, that's an increasingly complex problem. So our assertion today is that uh, by using AWS and the power of the cloud uh, and machine learning services, you can sample all of the calls, right? And leave no insights on the table. Apply your human resources to go deep on the ones that are interesting. And then very quickly, because uh, that's a thing that the cloud is particularly good at, very quickly deploy those new features to address those gaps in customer service. Um, so let's take a look at a few of the services uh, that can back up that assertion that uh, you can build uh, new services, you can respond to customers quicker uh, on AWS. Uh, the first uh, and the most foundational is Amazon Lex. So sometimes we refer to this in shorthand as the brains behind Alexa. And if you've interacted with Alexa, you, you know that it provides uh, automated speech recognition, right? It, it knows what I said, uh, and they can figure out what I meant, right? Lex is a fully managed service 
that you can uh, use to get those uh, ASR and NLP services. Um, it does have a full set of model building APIs, so you can programmatically build them. But we find most developers use is the rich integrated development environment that's in the console. Um, like many services, the extensibility model in Lex is Lambda. It's not required, but if you need to uh, go deeper in uh, that automated speech recognition and determining intent, you can do that. And then for fulfillment, once you've determined what the customer wanted to do, you have all the information you need to fulfill their uh, intent, uh, you can use Lambda optionally as the extensibility model to call your existing back-end systems. Um, Lex also has a really interesting uh, deployment model. You can have many versions of the same chatbot, uh, but iterate on them. So not only can you have those aligned to different SDLC phases, so dev and test and UAT uh, production, but you can have multiple productions. And then it has a notion of aliasing. And so if you start to think what you can do with that, uh, all sorts of things that, are, that can be quite hard today, like AB or blue-green type testing paradigms, hard in these, these complex uh, customer interaction systems we have today, like integrated voice response, uh, become very straightforward. So let's take a look at one of those chatbots. In this case, uh, we've used AWS Mobile Hub to build a simple iOS app. Imagine this is your iOS app, and somewhere in it, uh, customers have an ability to say, I would like to speak to an agent. So that's what our user is doing here today. They're navigating through our app, and uh, in this case, they're going to interact via text. They could have uh, been actually speaking to it, and it supports both. Um, so f first thing the customer is asking uh, is a balance. So their intent is to check the balance. And um, they've given me enough information, right? Balance of what? My savings account. And so the chatbot can quickly return that information. Now the user is going to say, OK, uh, now that I know how much money is there, let's move some money around. And you'll notice that uh, this is true natural language processing. The customer is not having to you know, punch a button DTMF style on an IFER, say push three if you want to transfer money. They can just say what they want to do uh, and interact. So uh, again, th their intent uh, is to transfer money. They've given me some data, how much, and from checking two savings. Uh, I needed one more piece, ask them when, confirm that I've understood them correctly, and then tell the user that we've moved the money. And then the user, again, is going to go back to the check balance intent. And you know, just to be sure, these chatbots are new. Uh, they're going to double check on us that uh, now the balance is properly recorded. So um, simple Lex chatbot. In that case, it was exposed in an iOS uh, application. Uh, you can also expose in other places. Out of the box, uh, you'll see Slack there on the left, uh, Facebook Messenger on the right. We also support Twilio. Uh, you can embed this in your own HTML website, as you see in in the middle, uh, if it supports, if the platform supports cards, so instead of asking the user, having them type or say it, uh, you can display a card and have them just choose uh, checking or savings uh, from a list there. Um, you can also expose it and build a virtual concierge. So this is Amazon uh, Sumerian, uh, and this is Christine, one of the built-in hosts in Sumerian, and using the exact same chatbot if you uh, wanted a even more interactive, even more lifelike uh, interaction, you could do that. Hello there, this is GFS Chatbot. How can we help you today? You can ask for account balance, fund transfer, or request to speak to someone. Thank you. The balance of your saving account is $1,444. Okay, so what's going on under the hood? I, I've I mentioned that Lex is doing uh, at least two things, right? It's uh, taking an audio file, so, so sound, and then figuring out, okay, what, what words were in that sound, right? Automated speech recognition. Um, but then I still have to determine what the user meant by that. So that's the natural language processing engine. 
Uh, so in, in this flow, I've determined the intent of the user is to transfer money. Oh, and the user has also provided me some of the data I need to fulfill that intent, uh, the from uh, account. I then uh, iterate through a state machine by prompting the user to fill up those other slots. So again, we have intents and slots. Uh, they've already given me the from account. Uh, I iterate through that and figure out where do you want it to go, how much, and when. Once I've figured that out, I confirm that to the user. Like, I think you wanted to move $500 from checking to savings today. If yes, um, I can fulfill that using Lambda as the extensibility hook and calling the real system a record to do the debit and credit. Um, and we were interacting via voice, so we need to take that text of the confirmation prompt and turn it into speech using Amazon Polly, which we'll talk about in just a moment, and then speak it uh, back to the user. So that's the flow under the hood. Um, what does the development experience look like? I, I said earlier there was this rich IDE. Uh, so first I, I, build, I create a chatbot. Chatbot can support uh, a number of intents, you know, things that the customer wants to do or wants the chatbot to do on their behalf. Uh, and for each intent, I have uh, utterances that tell me, you know, give me a signal of what, uh, what the user wants to do. And you can see they can be as simple as a one-word answer. We've right or wrong trained users to just sort of bark one-word commands at our IVR systems. Uh, but we, we can also support uh, you know, natural sentences. So some user might say, I want to put some money. Uh, others might say, I want to move some money. Uh, and you give it a few utterances, and then the pre-trained uh, and continually uh, retrained natural language processing model uh, behind Lex uh, can then infer other things that the user might say that would uh, declare that intent. Once I've determined and defined the intent, uh, I define the slots and whether or not they're required. You see in this transfer money, we have those four slots we've been looking at, uh, but we could maybe make transfer date optional. And if the user doesn't provide it, we assume it's today and confirm that and go on. We also have to then define those prompts that the chatbot says or, or texts back to the user. Again, so how do, I how do I fill the slots? And then how do I confirm the transaction? And you see at the bottom the fulfillment. Um, interestingly, you, you don't have to use Lambda. It's, it's a convenient extensibility hook. It allows you to really get anywhere you might need to get in your existing systems of record. But if you just want to use the Lex APIs and you call it, it'll hand you back a structured JSON document with the results of the conversation. What was the intent? What were the slots? And then you can fill that uh, any way you like by just parsing the uh, JSON document. Okay. Next service to talk about, um, un unlike uh, teenagers uh, who, you know, when their parents uh, call them on the phone, you know, initiate a voice call and they, they push ignore and then text back, what's up? Most humans, you know, if they're speaking, they like to be spoken back to. And that's where Polly comes in. Uh, so you already saw uh, Christine uh, using one of the Polly uh, voices. It's got dozens of voices in more than uh, 20 languages and a pretty simple API, right, where you give it text and it gives you back uh, an audio file. Um, it also supports markup, uh, so it's SSML, speech synthesis markup language. That's how Christine's avatar, or Sumerian avatar, was able to uh, synchronize you know, her mouth movements, but also can give you hints on pronunciation and other things. It's, it's how you can have it uh, pronounce things uh, properly, even if it's a foreign word, uh, like a French word, but, but she's speaking English, that's how you can give it hints via uh, markup. Uh, so let's get a quick demo there. Um, in this case, I'm using the CLI, uh, and I'll call, uh, call Synthesize Speech, which is one of the Poly APIs. I'm going to pass it some disclosure text. So imagine in this scenario, you want to ensure that your contact center agents 
uh, give the same proper disclosure. Again, you want to be compliant. You're telling them about the terms and conditions, what they're signing up for. Humans are pretty bad at repetitive tasks, and so you might want to just pre-record this and then have it played as part of your call flow every time. You say, I choose a voice ID. I'm partial to Russell, Russell which is an Australian male. Reminds me of my uh, good friend Hannibal here. Uh, tell it I want an MP3, and it's going to kick it back to me. And then we'll have a listen uh, to what that sounds like. We must provide you with the following important rate, fee, and other cost information for the GFS Platinum Credit Card. For GFS Platinum Credit Card accounts, the annual percentage rate, or APR, for purchases ranges from 13.99% to 24.99% based on your credit worthiness and will vary with the market based on the prime rate. There is no annual fee. Sounds just like you, Hannibal. It sounds exactly <laughs> like me. <laughs> All right. So, again, uh, throwing a lot of services at you, but hopefully you're starting to get a sense of how you might put these things together uh, in a pipeline and build a customer service uh, application. Uh, so the next is transcribe. So its function is, if I have an audio file, let's say it's the recording of an interaction between a customer service agent and your customer, I want to turn that into text. Again, pretty straightforward API. Until very recently, this was an asynchronous API. So I created a transcription job. I passed in a document. It could be up to two hours long. Uh, so, so quite a long audio file, uh, and then I got notified that the job was done, so it's asynchronous. Uh, just last week, uh, the transcribe team added support for real-time transcription. So uh, if you wanted to transcribe this very talk, uh, transcribe could take the audio stream and do it in real time. Um, and it, it doesn't just give you back a blob of text, you know, just, just words. Uh, it applies some intelligent formatting and punctuation. And that's actually within, no surprise, uh, a structured JSON document. And that's how you can get other information like, uh, what's the confidence level that this word, uh, that, what's my confidence level that I've transcribed this word correctly? Uh, and then you can make some decisions on that or apply humans to improve the transcription where you had low confidence. Uh, when did it occur? So you have time stamping. So you can synchronize a transcription uh, to the video and thing. You can also uh, recognize multiple speakers. We'll see that in the demo. Uh, and very important, so if you're trying to ensure compliance, uh, that your agents are saying the things they're meant to say and not saying the things they're not meant to say, uh, you want to be able to separate out what the agent said and then apply some analytics on that. And Transcribe has um, support for recognizing multiple speakers uh, built in. You can also go all the way down to eight kilohertz. So think about a you know, mediocre cell phone quality call. You get that a lot in contact centers. Uh, Transcribe can go down to that level uh, and still have full fidelity uh, on the transcription. And you also give transcribe hints. Again, we work in the financial services industry. There's lots of jargon, product names, other things. Uh, you can uh, give transcribe a custom vocabulary to, hint, to give it hints and make it uh, uh, improve its accuracy at transcription. So let's have a quick look at how that might look like. Here I'm doing it in the console just for simplicity, but uh, you know, as part of a pipeline, you would normally do this uh, with APIs. Uh, so I'm just going to create a new transcription job. I'm in, I mentioned uh, the, the previous API was all asynchronous. Um, so I first create a job, uh, just, just a demo job for our session. Uh, I'm going to feed it actually a, a call recording. So you'll, you'll see two parties, Hannibal, uh, our faithful customer in many of our demos, and Emily, uh, our contact center agent. Um, Transcribe expects that to be an S3 bucket. Again, no surprise. If uh, lots of ways, lots of new ways, already announced this week to get data into S3. Uh, it's in Wave, and I want to give it a hint that, hey, this is a recording uh, from a contact center, so try to look for two speakers. Um, you would normally dump this out in your own bucket, but for simplicity's sake, I'm just going to uh, use the default bucket so it'll turn up in the console. Uh, so uh, through the um, 
tried and true method from cooking shows, uh, my async API. This took about five minutes in real time, but uh, I didn't want you to sit around while I hit refresh for five minutes, so voila, it's done. And then we'll go have a look at the results of the transcription. So you'll see, um, you'll see the text there uh, in the console, again, uh, with some punctuation. Um, and you can see this is a, an interaction between Hannibal and Emily. Um, but as I scroll down, you'll see uh, this is actually a structured JSON document. I get other information that I can parse about this audio file. Um, I will see uh, you know, timestamping and other information. And when I flip over uh, to the speaker identification, sorry for the choppy video, um, you'll see speaker zero uh, is Emily, our contact center agent. Uh, speaker one is Hannibal, our customer. And then I can apply analytics as we'll see in a moment when we get to comprehend on just the speaker zero channel. I just want to make sure that my agent uh, is compliant with various regulations. Okay, again, we're building up this pipeline. Uh, we are going somewhere. This is not just uh, uh, Andy Jassy style uh, fire hose of new services. Um, uh, so, I love Andy, sorry. Um, uh, it's comprehensive. So now I, in my pipeline, right, I've, I have an audio file, I've transcribed it, I have some data about it, I'm able to separate out uh, my contact center, but now what, what was actually said? How am I going to do some analytics? Again, the, the assertion I made earlier was that sampling alone, you know, left a lot on the table. How can we have the machine listen to all of the calls and, and pull out the ones uh, where users are upset? So uh, Comprehend will do sentiment analysis. It'll pull out entities, which think about them as proper names. So um, product names or people or locations and things. What are the key phrases? Again, in this, in this uh, text, which were the most important phrases so I can do some categorization? Um, comprehend, incidentally, uh, I should have mentioned uh, Transcribe uh, today supports uh, five languages, uh, three flavors of English, US, British, Australian, uh, US, Spanish, and Canadian French. Uh, comprehend supports uh, six languages today. And according to the fact, uh, more are coming. So not an announcement, I'm just repeating what's in the fact. Let's take a look at how Comprehend works. So again, that same transcription, we, we've just transcribed that call. I wanna feed that speaker zero, uh, actually I'm gonna speed, feed Hannibal's text um, into and see, you know, was Hannibal happy or sad? Did we, uh, you know, how did we do? Um, so again, um, back to our um, uh, speaker channel identification. Uh, I wanna, I'm gonna grab Hannibal's text and say, hey, was this customer uh, pleased or not? and I will feed it into transcribe and then you'll get a sense of the data that it gives me back. <laughs> so again, I just pasted in, could be, could be an API call, we're doing it in the console for simplicity's sake. Um, you see uh, Hannibal just confirming that he, his, his unauthorized charge for $500, uh, he wasn't uh, gonna be charged for that. Um, we pull it in, and we, and we have you know, a, a confident score on, on what was actually uh, those key phrases. Um, we've identified this as an English conf conversation with 99% confidence. Um, uh, they actually have syntax, so uh, if you're into uh, really deep uh, sentence diagramming style analysis of language, you, you wanna pull out the verbs um, and do some analysis on that. You know, what, what verbs correlate to customers being upset? Um, what adjectives? <laughs> Uh, maybe is more fitting. And you'll see that, um, back to sentiment, you, you know, we have a sort of 88% <coughs> uh, confidence that this is either neutral or 
are positive. This is probably not an interaction I need to go deep on. The customers seem uh, pretty pleased with it. Okay. All right. Uh, last one before I'll turn it over to Hannibal. Um, all my examples have been in English. Uh, I'm not a polyglot, so uh, and we've mentioned that some of the services do support more, more, more languages, uh, but there's going to be a lot of cases where you have data in one language and you need to get it to another. Uh, so Amazon Translate is a fully managed translation service that supports 21 languages today uh, and supports 417 ordered pairs of from this language to that language. And I'm sure in a room this size, someone's really good at factorial math, and they're doing it in their head, and they're going, wait, uh, 21 languages, ordered pairs, uh, that's 420 uh, possible combinations. And if you're really curious, the three that are not supported today uh, are going from Korean to Hebrew and going to or from uh, simplified and traditional Chinese. So there you go. There's your trivia for the day. Um, and we're really proud of the work that we've done uh, in Translate. And there's also this rich tradition at Amazon of uh, humorous and informative uh, customer reviews. This is an actual review for an actual product uh, on our, our German site. That's a real knife uh, that you can buy. And there was a, a customer left a review. Um, if any German speakers could read it, but uh, I do not. So you, you could fed it through an open source translation engine that's uh, commonly available. You'd get something like this. Again, there's, you can kind of figure out what's going on. Um, and you see that, yeah, he, he bought uh, that knife for its toothpick uh, capabilities. Um, but it's not, it's not uh, great uh, English. Um, you, know, you can see word order, uh, grammar, capitalization, other, other errors. If you feed the same, uh, same customer review through uh, translate. Now you should get, it's still not perfect. Um, we still recommend that customers, they don't have to attribute it to uh, Amazon Translate, but we, we do recommend you tell customers this was machine translated. We're not there yet. Uh, but you see this is, this is much more interesting, uh, much more accurate uh, language. Um, you can see that, yes, he's a quite happy customer with his uh, fancy toothpick. Again, I hope you've gotten a sense for, you know, the, the, these services that can give you insights uh, and you could, whatever language the data is in, uh, whether it comes in audio or text, how you can derive insights and then use that to guide the humans you have uh, to, to go deeper uh, and find those gaps where the customer experience isn't where you want it to be. And Hamill's going to come up and talk about uh, how you can then put that into action uh, using Amazon Connect. Thanks, Ken. Okay, so uh, before we go into what is Amazon Connect, uh, it's one of those platforms that a lot of the times it gets ignored when organizations are doing transformation. Um, and there are reasons behind that, so I will actually go through why that happens. But before we do that, what is Amazon Connect? It is a cloud-based contact center solution that can scale to meet any business needs. It is based on the same technology that's powering Amazon.com contact centers. Now, Amazon has over 70,000 agents servicing their customers in multiple languages in uh, over 30 countries. Um, when Amazon was looking for a platform to support their contact center, they were looking for something that was going to be simple, easy to integrate, to transform. Also, it had to be scalable and secure. All the existing platforms that were available were very complex very difficult to make configuration changes to, often required professionals to be making those changes. Now, one of the other challenges that Amazon was uh, facing was the scalability of these contact centers. You had to provision the infrastructure you need to meet your maximum capacity. Now, if you think about how Amazon operates, days like Prime Day and Cyber Monday, just like yesterday, we add, or Amazon adds, thousands and thousands of agents 
just to service those customers just for those two days. Now, what happens if they were to pay for that? Well, they had to pay for the maximum cost that associated for those, because the cost typically was based on number of agents or number of maximum capacity you will need. So they were looking for something, not only that they could scale it, but they also needed to be able to scale it down where they were not using it. So what they did to provide that customer-centric uh, experience for their customers that they were willing to do, they actually built their own platform. And AWS has made that platform available for you guys as well. It has skills-based routing, which, makes you, um, which allows you to service your customers more effectively. It provides audio management on call recording. It has real-time and historical metrics, so you can actually run analytics from your own contact center. And obviously, it has a high-quality voice capability, because if your customers are call normally calling in, they actually want something, and you want to hear them, and at the same time, you want to hear them. So these are the simple things that you will really need to build a contact center. But I mentioned that transforming contact centers is actually very, very complex. Even though a contact center normally starts with an IBR, it gets really complex. There's lots of other modules that get integrated. Uh, and a lot of um, times, these modules are, or, or uh, solutions are managed by different partners or solution providers. And if you want to make a configuration change, there's a lot of integration points here which if one of those breaks, well, what happens? How do I actually make my configuration changes? So that's why people are actually typically scared to make configuration changes uh, because it costs them a lot of money to make those changes. So what is Connect doing is replacing uh, a lot of those modules so that way your integrations are a lot simpler, easier to, for you to make those changes, and also you don't need to have those professionals to make those changes for you. And at the same time, it's open and allows you to integrate it with other products. We have lots of third-party products, anti-fraud and so on, that you can actually integrate it with very easily. And also integrate it with your own databases, CRM, and workforce management solutions. What else is unique about um, um, Amazon Connect? Well, it's 100% cloud-based, which means you don't need to provision any infrastructure. It's pay-as-you-go with no minimum commitment. You pay for only number of minutes that the agents are servicing your customers. It can scale up at the same time. It can scale down. It costs you nothing. Also, the agents that are servicing those customers can log on over a browser and from anywhere to access the uh, control panel to service the customers. So there's no infrastructure needed there as well. It has self-service configuration, which means you can actually spin up an instance or make configuration changes to your contact center very easily. You can actually spin up an instance of a contact center within minutes instead of days or months that used to take traditionally to build something. So let's take a look at how you're going to actually provision an instance within a few minutes. So I'm going to go to the AWS console, and I'm going to go to Amazon Connect. Once I go there, I'm going to get started. First thing, I'm going to give it an instance name. Uh, for this purpose, a demo. You can have as many as you want. You can also integrate it with your single sign-on. I'm going to skip all these and just go through and configure the configuration. I'm going to enable incoming calls and outgoing calls. And the next, I'm just going to select where do I want my recording, logs, and metrics to be stored. And when I select those, I'll just create the instance. Once I click, within a few minutes, 
it takes, I think, about five minutes for the instance to start up. And when you're in, you go into the console, and you're ready to go. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go and claim a number. I'm going to pick US. You can actually port your own number if you wanted to. Um, once you get that number, you're pretty much ready to start receiving calls. So uh, when we actually create the number for you, we also link it to a, a sample workflow. So let's have a look at that, what that uh, flow looks like. There are lots of them there. We've selected an inbound uh, flow, and you can see um, different samples there that you can actually choose from. So let's take a look at what that sample flow looks like. It's um, pretty simple. It just uh, answers the call. And if you want, you can actually put a person on a queue, and the agent can pick it up. So I've logged on as an agent now, made myself available, and I'm ready to take calls. So that took me less than 10 minutes to actually spin up a brand new instance, allows me to actually uh, start taking calls and make configuration changes and build the experience I want. Now, as organizations are going through transformation, financial services, a lot of them are doing digital transformation. They do a lot of changes on their online channels, but contact centers are ignoring and not being touched. But the customers are demanding that they want the similar experience, as Ken mentioned. They want, they're getting used to that experience from a, a digital channels. They don't want to be repeating themselves. They don't want to be put on hold just to do a simple, basic uh, task. So they want to be serviced as quickly as possible. So the contact flow, which is the engine of uh, uh, con uh, Connect, allows you to provide a dynamic, personalized, and natural experience to your customers. So let's take a look at an example what happens when a customer who is frustrated that they call into a contact center and they want to be uh, serviced as quickly as possible. The first thing that happens as soon as the call comes in, we're going to tap into the data that we know about this customer. Hi, Hannibal. Based on unusual activity, we have locked your credit card. Is your call related to this? If so, please enter the one-time code sent to your phone. Sure, the code is one, two, three, four, five, six. Thank you. Your credit card is now unlocked and you should be able to proceed with the transaction. Great, thank you. So in this example, we were able to be dynamic and answer the caller before even they ask the question. Why? Because we actually tap into the data that we know about them. The experience is personalized. Contact flow allows you to uh, adapt and, and provides a personalized experience. Even though we actually answered it order in an automated fashion, it felt very natural because we were using Amazon Lex, which is the same technology that's powering Alexa. So in this example, a frustrated customer that called in because their credit card was locked due to an uh, unusual activity, they were able to get unlocked and move on without being put on hold without repeating themselves and, and validating uh, so many different things and put, potentially um, go to different agents to, to, uh, to do that. They were able to uh, unlock themselves and move on. And at the same time, we were able to do this without actually engaging an agent. So we, 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 we provided a positive uh, uh, experience to this customer, uh, even though they were frustrated when they called in into the contact center. Now, the platform is also very open. 
which means you can actually build the experience that you want for your uh, customers using the tools that you might already have. Now, the center of all of that is the contact flow, which is the processing engine behind Connect. Now, that integrates with uh, AWS Lambda, which is our event-driven serverless platform, which allows you to make calls to your own databases, to your own customer databases, to your own business intelligence. So you can actually get information about the caller as soon as they uh, call in, so you get all the information you need before you start servicing the customer. Also, the contact control panel which is what the agents are using to service these customers, can be integrated into CRMs of your choice. And one of those is Salesforce. So let's have a look at what happens when we integrated the contact control panel, which is simple as you go to the Salesforce store, you install it, and you're integrated into a Connect. And when this agent is sitting into, uh, in, in um, Salesforce, um, and they can actually receive that call and start servicing the customer without even leaving the, uh, the, the screen. So when the call comes in, Salesforce straight away pops up the contact. Why? Because it, we, we've uh, connected it into the CRM, and we know who the caller is based on the caller ID. So in this case, the agent was able to service this customer without leaving the screen, start servicing the customer straight away, and write the notes or whatever they need to do to service that customer. Now, from the back end of the system, Connect provides call recording, which gets stored straight into your own S3 bucket, which can be encrypted through KMS, which is our key management service, which means that you don't need to have those expensive call recording uh, solutions anymore. The data that you need for compliance reasons to store them and archive them, you can easily do that and put them into your S3 or do lifecycle management on them and move into Glacier and keep them for many years as you need. As well as that, now you can actually tap into that data and do analytics and apply machine learning on it and get this information that you need from those call recordings. A lot of the times, as Ken mentioned, we maybe sample some of those calls. Well, this allows you to, to actually sample a lot of those calls, not only just sample them, you can actually process every single one of them, and I'll show you that in a second. So how do you do call recording? It's simple as when you created the instance, you go in and enable call recording, you choose which bucket, which S3 bucket you want your call recordings to end up in, and you also select how you want those to be encrypted. You choose the KMS key that you want those encryption happens, and as soon as the calls are done, the recording are stored into your own S3 bucket, which are encrypted using KMS. Now, Contact Center also provides you lots of metrics uh, historically as well as uh, real time. So now you can actually forward all of those straight into your own data warehousing. Could be Redshift running on AWS or any other database you might have. So that way, now you can actually run your analytics generate your business reports as you do, and, uh, which you typically was very difficult uh, from a traditional contact centers because it was just hard to get metrics out of them. So now you can actually get those very easily and load them into your uh, stream and into your uh, data warehousing uh, databases. Also, because the platform is open, allows you to load the agent data into your own um, workforce management tools so you can actually provide the operational uh, efficiency for your contact center. And lastly, the way that it integrates with AWS, which is what makes the power of Connect. 
Now, all those services that uh, Ken mentioned about, we, we can easily integrate them. We can actually build a true omni-channel experience for our customers. So let's take a look at a demo that we built. Now, we took lots of those services that Ken just mentioned, and we've integrated them into Connect. So let's take a listen at what happens when a caller calls into our contact center. Hi, Hannibal. Thank you for calling GFS. Please select from the following options. Press 1 to get your account balance. Press 2 to make a transaction, such as a transfer. Press 3 to report fraudulent activity or a lost card. Press 4 to speak to an agent. Thank you. Do you need to report a fraudulent transaction or a lost or stolen card? Yeah, I lost my card. Was it your credit card or debit card? Credit card. We are canceling your credit card now and putting a hold on all transactions. You will receive a new card in the mail within five business days. Were there any fraudulent transactions? Yes. When did you lose your credit card? Uh, last night. I can see a transaction for $500 at Best Buy in Paramus, New Jersey. Was this the fraudulent transaction? Yes. Thank you. Your credit card has been locked and we will reverse the $500 charge and the funds will be returned to your account within two to three business days. Press one to speak to an agent. Press two to go back to main menu. Please hold on. We are transferring you to the next available agent. Thank you for calling. Your call is very important to us and will be answered in the order it was received. So in this example, um, this is what the caller experience looked like. So let's listen behind the scene when the agent's about to pick up that call that was sitting on that queue to service that customer. So this is the uh, contact control panel that we've integrated into our own version of CRM, a very basic uh, version just for demo purposes, just to show you how you can actually integrate these. This could have been done in Salesforce as well very easily or any other CRM that you might have. So let's take a listen to what happens when that agent's about to answer that call. As soon as the call comes in, they know who the caller is and they get some additional information from the caller. Basic queue. Hi Hannibal, this is Emily with GFS Customer Support. I can see you just reported a lost credit card and we are refunding a fraudulent charge. Were there any other fraudulent activities that need to be reported? No, um, I just wanted to confirm I won't be charged for that $500 charge. That's correct. We are reversing the charge and the funds will be back in your account within a few business days and we have already ordered a replacement card for you. Okay, thank you. Is there anything else I can help you with today? No, that's all I need. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So as you can see in this example, when the agents are picking up that call, they straight away know who the caller is. They can also see the context of the interaction the user was having with the chatbot because we can actually forward all of those back to the agent. So that way they can start servicing them to, uh, and not repeat the interaction that they had. So that, that way it's personalized. Also, they're getting to them as quickly as possible. So let's take a look at what we can do with uh, backend of the system. So when the core recordings are uh, stored into your S3, what we're going to do is we're going to forward those audio core recordings from S3 into Transcribe. So we can get the transcription of the call. 
Once we have that, we're going to store that into our S3 data lake so that way we can use it later on as well. Then we're going to pass that text or the transcription into Comprehend so we can start analyzing those calls. We can actually get the sentiment analysis. We can pick up the keywords, entities, or any topics that we've created ourselves. And we also uh, push those uh, output back into the S3 against that caller, against that call ID. So now we've actually put not only the, the actual audio call recording to S3, we've got the transcription, and we've got the uh, sentiment and the keywords that we picked up from that uh, transcription. So in this example, we're actually going to stream it into a real-time dashboard. So we can see as the calls are coming through, what's the sentiment analysis on it looks like? Is it positive? Is it negative? How many calls are we actually getting? Uh, and this is, you know, you can go uh, imagine how many, what else you can create from the dashboard perspective. You can see the number of speakers because that's what's coming from transcribe. You can actually see the full transcription. You can see what's the confidence level and all that. What are the key, for, uh, key phrases? What are our customers actually calling us about? Now, if you think about what can we do with this data? Well, typically we actually couldn't process that much uh, data before because all those uh, audio recordings were stored into uh, tapes for archiving. Maybe some of them were, uh, you know, we will listen to them. But now we're actually processing every single core recording as it comes through. And we, now we can generate and uh, access that data um, to do uh, interesting stuff with it. Well, we can train our agents. How do they service the customers to maintain uh, a positive experience for the customers? Also, based on the keywords and the, and the calls that we're getting, we can determine what are some of the top calls are about. So that way we can figure out, not only through our contact center, but also through other channels, what do we need to do to enhance that experience for our customers so we can service them a lot faster and quicker. So now we actually got access to all this data, figuring out what is the main calls are coming through and how we can maybe service them uh, automatically so that way we don't have to put them on hold and, and, and you know, give them a bad experience. So we got access to all this data. So one of the, uh, let's take a look at how Amazon uh, Connect actually contact flow designer works. It's drag and drop, it's very easy. Uh, in this example, the first thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna turn on uh, the recording for both agent and the customer. Then um, I'm gonna call some Lambda function um, and I'm actually passing the caller ID into Lambda uh, so I can actually make calls back into my CRM database. Now, I'm actually going to do some interesting stuff here. I'm going to call uh, into CRM and look for my a pilot flag based on that caller ID. If I do get, have a pilot flag, I will send them to a different flow. Uh, if they don't belong to a pilot group, I'm going to send them to an uh, existing flow. You can have as many flows as you want. It doesn't cost you anything. You're only paying for number of minutes that the agents are servicing the customers. Then I'm actually going to prompt the user to enter some uh, you know, selector option. And one of those is to interact with the chatbot. To, in, to integrate it, you select Lex, and you give it the name of the chatbot, and the integration is done. Now the actual customer or the user, when they call in, they're interacting with the chatbot. Now when they decide to speak to an agent, uh, we can put them on a queue based on what they've selected or what, uh, what agents are available. And again, you can have multiple queues there. And the agents are sitting on those queues, and they make themselves available, they can actually pick up that call and start servicing the customer. And the thing is here that the actual interaction that they had with the chatbot, the context, is being passed back into the agent so they can actually see what the user was doing. 
So it's very easy to make these configuration changes. It's drag and drop. Um, you can save this. You can uh, publish it. You can uh, roll it back. You can export this um, and import it back into another instance if you want to. So that way you can actually have full SDLC process, dev test, UAT production. You can create multiple pilot groups, multiple A-B testings, and so on. It doesn't cost you anything because the only time you're paying uh, is for number of minutes that the agents are servicing the customers again. So I've talked about the piloting. Let's listen at, at, a, at a call that comes through and the user doesn't belong to a pilot group. Thank you for calling GFS. Press one if you have a technical issue. Press two to speak to a customer support. So that caller didn't belong to a pilot group. I'm gonna go into my CRM, update that flag, and just call back the same number again. Hi, Honeyball. Thank you for calling GFS. Please select from the following options. Press one to get your account balance. Press two to make a transaction such as a transfer. Press three to report fraudulent activity or a lost card. Press four to speak to an agent. So it's very powerful to be able to do piloting, to do A-B testing on your contact centers, similar to what you do in your other channels. Now you can actually put people in different groups uh, based on the caller ID, based on percentage that you want, and forward those calls, and figure out what calls or what flow is making your customer have a positive experience. Based on that, you can do A-B testing, and then when you're happy, you make that your main flow, and so on. So actually, you can start to do what you typically do with other channels and transform them quickly based on the feedback you get from your customers. It's very powerful. Imagine doing that on your traditional contact centers. You will need so much infrastructure to be able to do that. With this, it's very easy. Export it, modify it, send a uh, request to a different flow, and you're done. So one of the questions is, which uh, Ken mentioned, well, how do I store some of these credit card details, for example? How do I do that to make sure that I'm still compliant? Well, with the flow, it's pretty easy. What we're going to do in this case, we're going to put the agent on hold. So that way I can ask the uh, user to input, uh, to input their credit card details. So the agent's actually on hold. They're not listening, they, they can't hear the conversation. And I'm gonna prompt the user to enter their credit card details. The credit card details, once they enter them, we're actually gonna encrypt those as soon as they enter it. So that way the agent's actually not hearing that and also restoring it in an encrypted way. And then once that's done, we put the agent back on the call so they can continue service the customer. So again, this is a simple flow that shows you how you can actually capture secure information without uh, agents listening and also maintaining your compliance. So let's take a look at what we've done when we brought all those different AI machine learning services and AI services and we've integrated with Connect. So what we did, we took the call recordings from Connect and we pass them into Transcribe so we can get the transcription. Then we're gonna pass that into Comprehend so we can get the sentiment analysis done on it and also store that against uh, S3 Data Lake uh, for additional analytics if you want to. To provide that dynamic uh, uh, conversation, we use the chatbot using Amazon Lex. Now Lex can also be integrated with Translate to support uh, multi-language. Now, to, pro to uh, those dynamic prompt prompts that we were sending back to the users, they are gone through poly, so we convert the text uh, into a lifelike speech. 
So that way, they feel natural, and we can actually select how you want the, uh, what voice and what language do we want to send those back. So in this example that we've uh, put together, we were able to show you how you can bring different AI services, integrate it really easily with Connect uh, to provide that true customer-centric experience for your customers. So it's truly an omni-channel experience. Uh, and you can do that very easily. At the same time, meeting your compliance and regulations um, and being able to transform your customers easily and make changes as you need to. I can see Ken is like dying to ask us some questions. <laughs> Thanks, Hannibal. Well, yeah, I hope you've caught some of the vision of what's uh, possible. But I did want to leave you with some questions to ponder, right? We're, we're builders. That's why we're here at reInvent. Uh, we are going to attack these challenges of compliance and customer ex expectations uh, by automation, by using uh, services uh, like machine learning. But just some things to ponder. Um, if you put your compliance hat on, you know, what's your level of confidence that all your calls are being recorded uh, and then you can retrieve them? Again, in the SEC 17A4 requirement, that they're easily accessible. Um, if you take nothing away from today, I would say at least consider S3 as a place uh, that's uh, great for storing call recordings, right? Uh, the price performance uh, is very attractive. Uh, durability, uh, lots of ways to get data in and out. But once it's there, it's a data lake that you can run analytics on top of. Um, and then what about those calls or portions of calls which shouldn't be maintained? Again, that portion of the call where you had to take the payment card data uh, or uh, compliance with GDPR, like how easy it is, is it to find and not retain ones that shouldn't be retained? Um, and then let's be honest about what that's costing you, right? If this is traditional storage, if there are many systems, you know, what is, what is that cost of retaining and producing evidence that you're compliant with these regulations really costing you? And compare that to what it uh, might be possible on S3. But once you have it there, um, you know, think about what you can do. So, so compare you know, the vision we've cast today with the percentage you have today. Like, what percentage of your calls are you actually reviewing uh, for compliance and quality and customer satisfaction? Uh, how much business insight are you deriving? Again, by being able to take an audio recording and very simply transcribe it and then do some sentiment analysis and keyword analysis on it, you know, what insight might you be finding, right? How can you have your humans that are contact center professionals who are used to reviewing calls for quality assurance purposes uh, more focus their limited hours during the day on the outliers, uh, the customers who had really good experiences uh, calling about a problem that usually leads to dissatisfaction, or um, you know, which agents are, are top performers, which ones need coaching, right? How can you apply those better by listening to all the calls or letting the machine listen to all the calls and telling you where to uh, focus your energy? Um, and you know, how many of those insights are just being left on the table because the call never gets listened to? And then once you derive an insight, once you have found something, like, oh, I, I found a, an opportunity for improving the customer experience, of increasing my odds of retaining that customer, uh, how long does it take to put it into action? You know, I, I think the, uh, the, the, the space, uh, we have lots of best of bead products, right? We have an ACD product, an IVR product. We have workforce management products. And, and the slide that Hannibal showed where uh, Amazon Connect, you know, which we built, because we surveyed the market and, and we, didn't, we didn't like the notion of uh, stitching a lot of things, things together. We didn't like the uh, lack of agility that it would give us to, once we find insights, to, to pivot very quickly, validate them through A-B testing, and then get the, the best ones out to customers. We didn't like that, which is why we built Connect. 
So uh, hopefully you found this interesting. If you want to go deeper, uh, the Contact Center team maintains their own blog, as does the machine learning team. Um, I would definitely encourage following both of those. Uh, there are a few uh, tutorials you can walk through online. Um, one, you know, walking through building out a Connect Contact Center. Another, building a, a similar pipeline that we showed um, to uh, uh, transcribe uh, blogs and then do insight uh, analysis with Comprehend. Uh, while you're here, uh, when we're done, uh, Hannibal and I will be around for questions, but we're going to then uh, walk down to Bellagio where we're going to assist a couple of our other colleagues uh, for a two-hour hands-on workshop where they will take call transcriptions, they'll put them in a data lake, and you'll get some hands-on with Athena and other services to, to query. So how can I find those dissatisfied customers and, and take corrective action? And then there are a couple other sessions. There are many more on Connect and contact centers and machine learning, and I've just uh, called out a few. So thanks for spending some time with us. Hannah and I will hang around uh, as long as they will let us, and please remember to uh, fill out your surveys. Thank you.